0: Oh, <clears throat> thank you guys so much. There's a lot I want to talk about today, but I want to begin by really just expressing my gratitude to the missions team, to the elders, to uh, to Trevor and to Kevin. Just thank you for picking me up as a mission. Um, you have not made my job easier; you've made it possible. <laughs> and uh, and so I very much, very much am appreciative of your support right now I do want to talk about my journey into church planting into the boot hill but I don't want to bore you I've been in ministry for years I know one of the worst Sundays is when a missionary comes and talks about a bunch of stuff that doesn't relate to any of us so I'm going to take a sermon cut it in half take what I'm doing cut it in half and slap them together does that sound good Yeah, and I'm going to begin by telling you a story that Jesus uh, was talking to his disciples one day in Matthew chapter 16. This is a story you're very familiar with, and Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, so what's everyone saying about me behind my back? What's what's the word on the street about me? And one of the disciples goes, well, I, I I heard someone say they thought you were actually Jeremiah come back from the dead. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I heard someone, they thought you were Elijah. <laughs> I, that's nothing. I heard someone thought you were Johnny B. Jo- Johnny B, who's Johnny B? You know, Johnny, John the Baptist. Oh, I didn't know we called him Johnny B. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, anyone else? Well, hey, Lord, everyone will agree that you're some sort of a prophet. Jesus goes, okay. And then he asks that big question that gives that great response by Peter. But what about you? Who do you say I am? And Peter gives that great line that all of our churches love. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. Does anyone know this story? Yeah. Now this is the first time Jesus is going to talk about the church. So I haven't even gotten to what I'm going to preach on yet. So he's like, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, Bar-Jonah, which means son of Jonah. For this wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And then here it is, the, the first mention of the church. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So this is the first mention of the church. And what I want to do today is I want to pick up my hand and I'm going to reach into the verse and I'm going to pull out just three words. And I want to pull out three words. I want to ask us what this teaches us about a good church. So let's take our hand, let's reach in. And first, I want to pull out the word rock. You are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. When Jesus said this, he began a debate that's been going on for 2,000 years. This debate goes like this. There's one group that says, well, we know what the rock is. The rock is Peter. He said, you're Peter, and on this rock, I'll build my church. And Peter's the guy that stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached, and all these people came forward. He's like this great leader in the church, and he's the very first pope. And then there's this other group that stands up and goes, no, 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 you missed it. Peter's not the rock. What he said was the rock. The, he is Simon, son of a man. That's all he is. And this wasn't from flesh and blood. This is, this is a revelation. And what was the revelation? That, he's the, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. That's the rock. And this debate goes back and forth for 2,000 years. I want to put that whole debate aside. And I just want to pick up the word rock and I want to ask yourself. I want to ask you. I want to ask you with me, I guess. Ask yourself. I want to ask yourself. That doesn't make sense. I want to pick up the rock and I want to ask this question. Why do you use the word rock? He could have used any illustration. And this is our first introduction to the church. And I tell you that you are water. And with this wave, I will crash against the shore you you are wind and with this breeze i will blow my church he, he could have used any illustration that he wanted but the very first image that jesus gives us about the church is a rock and i believe that every community needs the stability of a good of a good church Every community needs that stability. Our world is in chaos right now, and I think you know this. There's so much instability. A couple weeks ago, my family, we went to Hardee's. I like the big hot ham and cheese. Any big hot ham and cheesers at Hardee's? Not very many. Uh, That's what I like to eat, and so I, I go in, I bring in my six children, my wife, my six kids. Every time we come into a restaurant, we get a lot of attention. Everyone's like, oh, the Amish have arrived. (laughs) Look at all these kids. And we always get this expression. I don't know why people say this to us. They don't know who we are. They don't know how many kids we have. We walk in and they say, wow, you brought everyone. How do you know? (laughs) Because it's impossible to have more. Because you've reached the max. You can't have more than this. We come in and they're like, wow, you brought everyone. Look at all these kids. And, and we order our food and I get my big hot ham and cheese and we all go and we sit down. And we usually, we begin by praying, but this time we sat down and the lady who took our order comes over as if she's a personal waitress and she just stands next to us. I look up and go, hi, is everything okay? She went, yeah. Are these all your kids? Yep. Got a lot of them. She wouldn't leave. (laughs) It was kind of awkward. I wanted her to go away. I want to eat and get on with my day. And she starts talking. And she said, I bet you go to church. I said, yeah, I I do. I'm I'm a minister. I'm going to be starting the church. Uh, Do you go to church? I've been a couple times. My mom kicked me out of the house a few weeks ago. I said, oh, how how old are you? I'm 17. I still want to finish school. Oh, wh- where are you living now? I moved in with my ex-boyfriend's parents. Oh, your ex- ex-boyfriend's parents, okay. I start talking to her and I... I don't know her situation at all. I still don't. I don't know, is there drugs? Are you rebellious? Is your mom crazy? What, what's the family? Da- all I know is her story is not that strange. And we live in a world with so much instability. There's so many things that are falling apart. There's so much chaos. We live in a world where people are even confused over simple things like what a boy is. And in this in this world that's so unstable, Jesus put a church, this, this rock to be here, this force, the stability that, that, that grounds us in reality and truth and provides us structure and gives us, gives us a community that can build each other up. Every community needs the stability of a good church. And so last year, I was trying to figure out where I was going to land. And I called a man named Mark Coomer. He's the director of Move. And Move is a very small church planting organization in Missouri that plants churches in needed areas. I asked Mark, Where are you looking right now? Because I'd love to get closer to my parents. And he said, Well, I've been really looking at the Boot Hill. Yeah, I'm not interested in the Boot Hill. <laughs> I didn't want to go to the boot hill because I heard, my whole life, everyone's just talked about it. I'd never even been there. But everyone talks about how there's a lot of mosquitoes. I don't want to be around mosquitoes. Everyone talks about how the Missouri boot hill has, uh, it's just really, really hot. I'm like, I don't want to go there. And I've heard this before. Some people just say, you know, the people down there, they're just kind of different. Have you ever, honestly, ever heard anyone say that people down the boot hill are just kind of different? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's the rumor on the street. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go. I was thinking southwest Missouri. And he said, well, let me explain the need to you. I started looking at the numbers. He talked me into going and looking over the area. This is the statistic that's been driving me. During the last census, Everyone has a question, though. What faith are you affiliated with? And there's all these different options. In Lawrence County, 67% of Lawrence County residents marked an option Baptist or Methodist or Christian. There's one that's the nuns. What is the opposite of 67%? 31% or 33%? 33% marked none in Lawrence County the numbers are completely reversed in Stoddard County. 68% of Stoddard County residents marked none. Not associated with the faith. There's church buildings everywhere and they're empty. And no one's in church for some reason. And so I have now moved myself to the boot hill to change those numbers. I've been living there for two months. And I found out that there are mosquitoes, a lot of them. I found out that it is hot, but I found out that the people there are a lot like us. These are the people I grew up with. These are the people I've worshipped with. They're a regular family. And, and they're people that I'm excited to start a church with. Now I want to pick up my word. I want to reach into the verse. I want to grab a second word. I want to pick up the word, my. He says, I'll build my church. Second word, my. Now, that might seem like, well, obviously we know what the word my means, but, but whenever I use the word my, I use it differently than how Jesus used it just here. It, when we say my, we mean one of two things. And when we talk about it in relationship to people, we usually mean it as, not as ownership, but as relationship. For example, this is my wife, Rachel. Rachel. Who's homesick with my little girl today? Aww. My wife. I don't own her. This is about a relationship. That's that's the relationship she is to me. She's my wife. This is my friend. These are my kids. This is my church. I don't own the church. I have a relationship with this church, I belong to it. These are my, but sometimes when I say my, I do mean ownership. This is my shirt. These are my keys. That's my car. We do mean ownership. When Jesus referred to the church, he said, and I will build my church. What kind of my is that? Ownership or relationship? That's an ownership thing. When I read, I'm going, oh, he, he owns this the sucker. He, he's going to build his church. It's something that he owns. And And I believe that That every community needs a church that's completely focused on Jesus. That's completely for him. I love our Christian churches. We're not connected to a denomination. We're only going to focus on Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do. Let's let's look at his Bible. That's all we need. Let's just go by it. I kind of like that. It's not that I'm anti-denominational. I just love the fact that there's a lot of people that gather together and say, we can just explore God's word and just let him rule. I just kind of like that. It jives with me. If you get on Interstate 60, James River, and you just keep going, You'll come to three cities. You'll come to Poplar Bluff. Well, you probably pass more than that, but Poplar Bluff, Dexter, and Sykeston. Poplar Bluff has seventeen thousand people. Dexter has eight thousand, and has, Sykeston has sixteen thousand. There's not one Christian church in any one of the three cities. So MOVE's goal was to try to start planting churches in the area. And so I've talked with Mark Coomer and the board and said, well, let's not just plant one church in Dexter. Let's go big. Go big or go home. Let's plant three churches over the next six to eight years. And let's start in the middle of Dexter and we'll work our way out based on our relationships. And if we get some relationships in Poplar Bluff or relationships in Sykeson, we'll go west or east after that. And we'll just reevaluate every two years. And so right now, that's the goal. That's the plan. Let's see if we can't get some churches going in the area. My job is to start the first one. And after that, based on how things are going and whether or not we have a self-supporting church, either I or, or someone else will, will de- decide what the next phase should be. But the goal is the goal's to do some good work in a very needed area. 68% is crazy i grab my hand and reach into the last word if I could grab into this verse and pull out the word, my favorite word in this verse. Gates. The gates. Oh, I love the word gates here. This gates escaped me for many years. I just overlooked it when I read the verse. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Some versions say the gates of Hades will not prevail against it i just didn't catch that the word gates was even in the verse and so i would preach and teach this verse in this way church even though there's a lot going on right now and even though you feel satan's attacking you and there's divisions and there's temptations do not worry even though the world is attacking you do not fret Because the gates of Hades will not prevail against you. The gates of hell will not prevail. I preached that for many years, and then one day I'm reading that verse, and I got stuck on the word gates. Wait a second. Why why is the word gates there? Maybe I'm a slow learner. Maybe you already figured this out, but I, I didn't. It just kind of hit me, wait a second, when do we see our enemy's gates? When they're attacking us? Imagine, if you would, that this was our giant wall protecting us from the evil on the other side. And up on the wall, we had our lookout with his big telescope. And he began to scream, Oh, no! Kingsway! Like, What is it? Oh, no! It's our enemies! Our enemies? They're, they're coming? Yes! Yes, and they've, they've brought... They're bringing a huge army. They have swords and shields and chariots and... Oh, no! What is it? It's bad. It's really bad. What? What are they bringing? They're bringing their city gates... They've taken them off the hinges, and they're lugging their gates across the field. They're bringing their gates to us, and everyone begins to panic. "Oh no! We're going to die. What are we going to do? Here comes the gates." And then one brave Bible student stands up and says, "Wait a second, I have a great application for this moment. Do not worry. Do not fret for the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And everyone goes, hey! Isn't that a stupid application? (laughs) Isn't that really stupid? That's not what this is about. And it took me a long time as I'm preaching this from a defensive standpoint to finally I'm reading about this rock, this rock that Jesus, this mighty Lord, owns. And I'm reading going, gates Wait a second, wait a second. This isn't about them attacking us. This is about us attacking them. This is when we round up our army. Get your swords, get your shields, get on your chariots. Let's go. We march to our enemy's walls. And on our enemy's walls are their gates. And we march up to their gates and we start to kick it down. Let's get these gates open. Ah! Kick those gates down. Pound. Ah! We've got to get these gates open. The gates of hell. We're going in. We're attacking them. And then we start to get tired. "Ah! Are these gates even budging? I don't know. Ah! We've got to attack them. We've got to get into hell. We've got to do this. And we begin to get weary. And we begin to sweat it. Maybe we we're not going to get in. And that's when the Bible student stands up. And he says, wait a second. I have a great application for this moment. Do not worry. For the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Keep kicking! Keep pounding! It's going to open! And the gates go flying open. And we go into hell itself. And we take our hands and we put them on eternal souls. And we pull them out of hell itself. I tell you, that's the purpose of the church. And every community needs a dynamic church. A church that's on the offensive Not not that we are offensive, but we go on the offensive and we take over. You ought to be taking over Mount Vernon. Take over Lawrence County. That's the church. That's your purpose and that is your potential. So how do you start a church? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All that said, I know that I'm on God's side. I know Jesus is my Lord. I've never done this before. Here's my game plan. I moved to Dexter two months ago, and my number one strategy is to be a social butterfly. I am getting to know everyone's name, knowing everyone where they live, my very first week there, I get my 10-year-old daughter, bake me some cookies. I need cookies. We're going to take cookies to our neighbors. I'm, every business I go in, I talk to the owner. I'm getting to know them, and I'm trying to make my presence known. I'm using Facebook a lot. Facebook has very cheap ads. And I want Kevin and Trevor, listen to this. Because I'm having success with Facebook. You may find out in two months that I failed. I failed. But right now, I'm very confident in this. I'm paying for Facebook ads, which is very cheap, but I'm not treating it like it's a billboard. These are leads. These are that a person clicked like on this church ad. And I know who this person is. I have their Facebook page. And so, as soon as someone clicks it, within 15 minutes, I'm sending a message to that person through Messenger saying, Hello, my name is Darren Cleveland. I'm the guy starting a new contemporary church in Dexter. Thought I'd reach out and say hello. Right now, I'm having about a 65% response rate starting a dialogue with people online. I'm keeping this huge spreadsheet of 130 plus Facebook names, and I'm keeping all my comments here, making sure I keep the conversation going over the next week. I'm, I'm trying to get out there, and I'm telling you that's what every community needs is someone who's digging into the community saying, let's go, let's go, let's, let's get to know more people, let's, let's develop more relationships because everyone needs what we have. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm... I'm making my way around town. I'm trying to get to know everyone. I found a location. It's going to start me off really small. I feel like I'm going backwards in life. It's 2,800 square feet. But it's a great location. It's right off the interstate there, right north of Walmart. It's clean, and I've got a key. (laughs) And so now I'm getting ready to start buying equipment. I have a buddy that's going to be joining me. One-third of everyone who lives in Dexter is under the age 25. So I'm going young. My goal is that my 14-year-old daughter in a few months will look at me after our first worship service and say, that was awesome. (laughs) If I achieve that, I've won. (laughs) I want it to be young. I want it to be vibrant. I want us to have a place where the youth in Dexter can connect, because that's, I think, one of the problems in Dexter is there's not a lot of contemporary options at all. What would you do without Kingsway? Where would you go? And would it be easy to find your next community? Or would that be a real challenge? You have a lot more options than they do in Dexter. So I want to provide a great church. There's something in Dexter. There's all these mile roads. It's one mile road, two mile road, and three mile road. They were really creative with the names. <laughs> one mile road is one mile away from Walnut Street. And two mile road, guess what, is two miles away from Walnut. They are so creative, weren't they? And so all the businesses have this mile thing going on. You go to the dentist office and it's called One Mile Smile. You, you, you drop off your stuff at the storage unit, and it's two-mile storage. You go to a plaza, it's one-mile plaza. And so the name of our church is going to be Mile City Christian. And right now I'm looking up, trying to find graphics, and I could use your help, especially if you're young or artistic. Log on to my Facebook page. It's the Dexter Adventure. It's a closed group of a few people that love me and that want to follow me. Probably about 400 people is in it. And so I've been throwing out prayer needs and also advice needs. Hey, what do you think about this? And so check that out. You can log on even right now. I won't be offended. And my goal is in the next two years to have a church of 200 in Dexter that's self-supporting so that we can go on to the next endeavor. Now, how much does all this cost? Well, you have all your startup costs, you have all your first year and all your second year costs, and all that combined, we think that we need about $175,000 of outside support. And I've raised, we probably have, um, and I say probably because some of this, some of its committed funds that we're not quite sure about, <laughs> but it looks like we have around 150000 of what we need right now, so we're doing really well. In fact, I've been really encouraged. I've been trying to get some uh, churches to support. I've been trying to get individuals to do one-time gifts. And I've also been trying to find my bread and butter, which is monthly gifts. And there's one lady that just really touched my heart. Her name is Mary. Mary's 85 years old, and she came over after I'd shared my plans with her, and she said, Darren, I'll support this Dexter project. I said, "Well, Mary, that would be great." She said, "How about fifty dollars a month?" I know it's not much. I said, "Mary, Mary, fifty dollars a month over two years—it's like a thousand bucks. That's that's actually quite generous. So, thank you." And she said, "Well, can you help me just take that out of my checking account?" I might be able to figure that out. At that time, I didn't even have my check account open, (laughs) my account open. If you give me money, I can't do anything with it today. (laughs) Since then, I've gotten things going. I'm trying to get there. Um, And I have an account open. I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed to see people that see a need and that want to meet it. My goal today was to come not only to share my Dexter need, though, but to encourage you as the church. To encourage, encourage Kingsway Christian Church to be a rock, to be all about Jesus, and to be a dynamic force that's knocking down gates. Let's pray.